Greetings and welcome to the Power for Positive Living podcast. My name is James Huey. I facilitate Friendship's personal growth education services and also serve as host for these podcasts, offering openness and caring through the gifts of listening hospitality. I invite you to join me here on Friendship Podcast Radio as we explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life, power for positive living and friendship. How fortunate you and I are to have this wonderful gift of life. Regardless of our personal beliefs on the source of this gift, the reality is that each of us is given this gift with a diverse range of skills, talents, assets, and liabilities. Since life is a gift freely given where we have only to receive it, the individual choices that you and I make to manage this gift are our own unique way, our own unique way of demonstrating our personal values. Many around us make similar and or different choices from the ones that you and I make. Some of us will take this gift of life as a given. There is nothing special about being alive. Some may even come to the belief that we are entitled to be alive. And they may just muddle through waiting for life to give us more treasure since we must have more in order to be a, quote, winner. Others may conclude that giving this gift to them as an individual was some type of mistake. They see nothing to be given or gained from making choices that could bring positive changes to their lives. They may see themselves as powerless and usually are quite lonely. They keep putting one foot in front of another with painful endurance. They do this until the journey's end is reached. This is often this person's only goal. Just make it to the end. There are many, many ways that an individual can choose to make his or her gift of life into a positive or a negative experience. This podcast will focus on three of the most common recognized in our society as being negative and are open to what I believe is a choice of being altered. One of the first behaviors that we tend to learn early in childhood is developing a case of the shoulds. Our society mandates that there are certain thoughts feelings and behaviors that are acceptable and must always be done if one wishes to be, quote, normal and live with other people. As a former teacher, I may have tended to take over where the parents left off with developing the value of living the shoulds. In this role, I had the support of the person's peer group, social organizations, churches, etc. Most people knew what they should or should not be doing by the time they became adults and they entered the labor force. How much of our lives, I believe, is wasted trying to meet the expectations of the shoulds that we place on ourselves and the shoulds that are placed on us by other people. 
The biggest loss tends to be the realization of our personal power to choose and redecide our own personal life patterns. A second factor is when I think of labeling behavior as an obstacle to appreciating this gift of life. I sometimes wonder if we live in some type of giant file drawer where we are categorized by the many, many labels that society has given to us. After giving all of us the label of human, we are then sorted into many categories that start with male and female. We are then labeled by age, race, religion, income, nationality, our physical attractiveness, height, weight, size, type of housing that we have, our education, our intelligence, our social ability, our health, our mode of transportation, and so on and so on. We notice that things like family history, friends, cleanliness, orderliness, clothing, food choices, technical aptitude, all of these can be part of the labeling process in our society. The list is endless, but I believe they all affect how we decide to manage our gift of life in both positive and negative ways. The third way that can tarnish the gift of life and give living a bad name is the process of blame. There are many who decide early in life that whenever something goes wrong in their world, their first goal is to find someone or something to blame. During my early days of teaching, it seemed to me that we were encouraging and rewarding the behavior of our students to find and create some way to avoid responsibility for something that they might or might not have done. I personally lost count of how many times I heard myself say, what is your excuse this time? It seemed that I was encouraging the students to find new ways to blame a situation, blame it on another, or be creative in building an excuse which was unique and would allow the student to avoid accepting any responsibility for their behavior. I hear my fellow adults carry out the results of this early training in blaming. Parents blame their kids. Kids blame their parents and almost any adult. Employees blame their bosses. Employers blame the poor behavior of employees. Individuals blame the government. The government blames citizen apathy. Farmers blame the weather. The poor blame the rich for having so much wealth, while the rich blame the poor for not doing something to make money while they, the rich, are having to pay all the taxes. As with any of these mind games to avoid taking responsibility for our own choices, we can easily play any of these three perspectives and decide whether we want to maximize this wonderful gift of life. With positive management, I believe, we can decide we want to have life be a process of minimizing minimizing the mental games of the shoulds, labeling, and blaming. We can choose to utilize these negative perspectives and give our own living a bad name. As always, we make any choices we wish. What a wonderful gift for this life journey that you and I have. 
world is full of foundations. Our buildings have them. Our economic and spiritual belief value systems have them. I believe our personal foundations determine what type of life you and I build for ourselves. In the world of personal growth, I have found that certain foundational beliefs tend to be beneficial for us to develop healthy guidelines as we travel our life journey. To the frequent listeners of this podcast series, these foundational beliefs will sound familiar. Among the many that I consider important for me are three. The first is different strokes for different folks. This is one that I find at the forefront of many of my life choices. I say it so often that this is an inscription that my heirs have indicated they will place on my tombstone as a way of remembering me after I'm gone. A second guideline is life never promised to be fair, logical, rational, etc. It is a gift. It's not a contract. Life is a gift for me to manage. A third core belief of mine is that people make decisions and behave to meet their needs, not mine. They basically do what they want to do, not what I want them to do. They may even believe that their ways are correct. While these guidelines seem understandable and may even be agreeable by most people in our world, being able to actually implement them into active roles in our lives frequently brings anxiety, stress, depression, etc. Many have a very difficult time internalizing these guidelines so that they actually do guide our emotions and behaviors in everyday life. We are surrounded each day by people who are different in some significant way from our own view of life and behavior. Yes, we tend to be attracted to people who we perceive as similar to us in the important aspects of our lives. Common sense tells us that even these people are different from us in important ways. We realize that differences can bring an attraction to others, just as well as similarities can also bring the attraction. While this concept is logical and rational to most, counselors are constantly talking to people who want to, quote, judge, judge the differences of others and frequently make them into something called right or wrong. It seems difficult for many to fully accept that people see, feel, and believe differently for us for reasons that are valid in their own perceptions. Not mine, but their perceptions. This tendency to structure a foundation into absolute right and wrong can lead to conflict and frustration with other people. This same behavioral trait is often found in people who frequently believe that our world and the people in it should, they should be structured to be fair, logical, rational, etc. They have the contract view of life. From our birth until death, there is and never has been any contract with life that promises to be fair or anything else. I believe that basically life is a gift that we receive at birth. This gift is a foundation for us to make personal decisions to manage this gift 
for a period of time. Eventually, we all die from earthly existence. In spite of these struggles, the most difficult one for many, if not most people, to actually internalize seems to be that people behave for their own needs and do what they choose to do with their gift of life. Life can be content and happy when we build win-win situations. I don't believe that life never promised us that anyone would evolve past the basic needs that we are born with. This basic needs of focusing on meeting the needs of self. Meeting the needs of self even when we decide to give gifts of time, effort, and material resources to other people. Fortunately, we have civilization and socialization processes to help so that we can live together in peace, manage conflicts, give and receive love, etc. The basic focus of choosing what to do with our gift of life remains the basic foundation of our personal life journey. When one enters the world of personal growth and development, there are two questions that possess great power for the individual and others with whom he or she chooses to interact. Question one, who am I? Question two, who are you? The question of who am I represents the structure that we choose to build on our own personal foundation. When we look at ourselves in great depth, we often find that many of us have structured our lives around the perception that our lives are basically a sense of being or around the perception of doing. One of the basic choices that you and I make is whether we wish to build our lives based on the foundation of seeing life as a gift. We are entitled to this gift by being born. We have only to receive it. We get to use it for the time that we live on this earth. I believe we're important because we are here. We exist. We have the gift of life. It has nothing to do with our value or what we do. Of the two basic choices, this perception tends to be the most difficult for most humans to truly believe about themselves. They have value because they exist. It does not take long in our conversations for other people to see whether we value ourselves for being human or whether we see our lives as only having value for doing the tasks, goals, and accomplishments of our life journey. One can choose to value himself or herself only for what they do rather than for just being human. It is a choice, like all of the other choices you and I have in life. If we listen to what we say to others about ourselves, we find that frequently the predominant talk is about our behavior, about what we have accomplished. For some, just being alive is not enough to merit our own appreciation of self and certainly in our culture does not seem to impress very many other people. For many in our society, it is only by doing tasks and meeting goals that they can find value in themselves. These people find it difficult to retire without remaining, quote, active, even as they need to work at playing or work at resting. They need to work at taking vacations. The process of working is a need. 
We can see by another's response how they have structured their lives to meet the demands of society in which they live. Or they can take the value of just being human as the ultimate gift we each receive. Our personal accomplishments can frequently be seen as our personal decorations. They are not our life, but they add to and enrich our lives. Usually individuals are seeking to be heard and understood by others. If one chooses to listen, I believe people will tell you where they tend to fit on the being versus doing continuum. And it is a continuum. It's not either or, right or wrong. It's a continuum of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. If emotionally healthy, I believe that they may have found a way to balance the two views in our human gray zone rather than focus on being either the being and just existing because we're human or finding value in our lives only by what we are able to accomplish. Like most aspects of studying personal growth, these two points are opposite ends of a continuum. We know that there are very few instances of one being at either extreme. Most of us have characteristics of both perceptions of being and doing. We tend to be more comfortable living our lives with one of these traits more than another, and our culture certainly gives most of its encouragement to those who do. With the question of who am I as a guideline, we can have a positive beginning of personal growth in learning more about ourselves. With the who are you question, we open the foundation for mutual exchange of honest and intimate dialogue. The personal choices that you and I make to manage our life growth are ours. They are personal. They are what we choose to do with this gift of life. Well, this is your friend and host, James Huey. I thank you for listening to me on this podcast as I share viewpoints from my experiences with wellness psychology. These are my gifts to you, my listeners. Your positive feedback sent by email is always appreciated. That address is powerforpositiveliving at gmail.com. Please join me each week as we continue to explore diverse topics to enrich the quality of your life. As your friend and host here on Friendship Podcast Radio, I do encourage you to nurture yourself as the unique individual that I believe you are. Until next we meet, I remain committed to power for positive living and friendship. Good day. Good day.